Chapter One of the Homesteader. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Homesteader by Oscar Michaud. Epoch the Fourth, the Drought. Jean Baptiste jumped from the bed and went quickly to where his trousers hung on a chair, and went through the pockets hurriedly. He laid them down, went through, and got his breath slowly when he had done so, and the perspiration stood out on his forehead as he concluded that he had been robbed. After a time he raised his hand to his forehead and appeared puzzled. He was positive he had seen someone enter the room, go to the chair, and take the money from his pockets. It was rather singular, however, he now thought, for if such had happened, and he had seen it, then why had he not stopped the robber? He was deeply puzzled. He had seen the act committed. He felt sure, but had made no effort what ever to stop the thief he scratched his head in vexation sat down and as he did so saw that his coat hung also upon the chair absently his hands wandered through the pockets and found his purse and the money in an outside pocket he was awake then and went to the basin removed the bandages and bathed his face the swelling had gone down considerably, but the injured eye was dark. He realized then that nobody had entered the room, for the door was locked with the key inside. But he couldn't recall having his money in his coat pocket. He was awake at last to the fact that it had been a dream. When he had bathed and dressed, he slipped quietly down the stairs and into the street and found his way to 35th Street, L Station. He had no plans. He considered that his relations with his wife were at an end, and from his mind he dismissed this in so far as it was possible, and as far as future plans were concerned. But since he had made no plans, whatever in the event of failure, and since failure had come, he was undecided where he was going or what he would do at once. He decided not to return home directly. He wanted to go somewhere, but did not care to stay in Chicago. He took the train that was going downtown, and when he reached the 12th Street station, suddenly decided to go to southern Illinois and visit the girl Jessie with whom he had been corresponding while walking toward the illinois central station he purchased a paper and was cheered to see that his candidate had carried the state in the preferential primary by an overwhelming majority the train he was to take left at nine forty and he was able to forget his grief in the hour and a half he waited by reading all the details of the election. 
the journey three hundred miles south was uneventful but when he arrived at carbondale the train that would have taken him to where he was going had left and he was compelled to spend the night there the next morning he caught an early train and reached the town in which she lived his first visit there since he met the one he had married he found jessie and her kind sympathy served to revive in a measure his usual composure and when he left a few days later he was much stronger emotionally than he had been for a year and on his return west determined to try to regain his fortunes that had been gradually slipping from him in the past two years when he had digested the state of his affairs at home he had a new problem to face decidedly he was almost in bad for a time his interest had been paid by his bankers but they had left him to the mercy of the insurance companies who held the first mortgages and these had been protesting and had lately threatened foreclosure even so and if the crops be good he was confident he could make it but before he could even sow that year's crop he would have to see a certain banker who lived in nebraska this man was represented by a son who conducted the bank he controlled at gregory and the son had issued an ultimatum and if baptiste would keep his stock that was mortgaged to the bank as security he realized that it was best to see the boy's father since the son had made plain his stand the banker was out of town when he arrived and to save time baptiste judged that it would be best to go to sioux city where he could meet the banker on his way home and on the way from sioux city to the little town where the banker made his home he could consult with him and get an extension in this he was successful and returned home with an insurance that he would be given until fall to make good but in truth until fall to get ready to work he went with a sort of fleeting hope the spring had been good but he was apprehensive that the summer would be dry as the last and it was with misgivings that he lived through the days and weeks that followed seed wheat and oats had been furnished to the settlers in trip county that spring by the county commissioners and he had sowed a portion of his land with it conditions in the new country had gone from bad to worse and if the season should experience another drought the worst was come already there were a few foreclosures in process and excitement ran high the county was financially embarrassed to secure money now was almost impossible any number of farms were for sale but buyers there were none a local shower fell over part of the country in the last days of may wetting the ground perhaps an inch deep and then hot winds began with the first day of june for thirty days following not a drop of rain fell on the earth 
the heat became so intense that breathing was made difficult and when the fourth of july arrived not a kernel of corn that had been planted that spring had sprouted the small grain crops had been burned to a crisp and disaster hung over the land everywhere there was a panic from the west people who had gone there three and four years before were returning panic-stricken the stock they were driving when they drove were hollow and gaunt and thin going hither the years before they had presented the type of aggressive pioneers but now they were returning a tired gaunt defeated army all hopes all courage all manhood gone they presented a discouraging aspect from canada on the north to texas on the south the hot winds had laid the land seemingly bare everywhere cattle were being sold for a trifle as there was no grass upon which they could feed to the north and the south the east and the west in the country of our story ruin was in the wake foreclosures became the order and suits were minute affairs from early morn to early morn again the hot winds continued and the air was surcharged with the smell of burning plants and with the hero of our story he saw his hopes sink with the disaster that was around him he saw his holdings gradually slipping from him and after some time became resigned to the inevitable so it came to pass that another change came into his life hence another epoch in the unusual life was his end of chapter one epoch the fourth the drought recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c